I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. So, you know, Nikki, you always get what you want. And so here we are giving <laughs> our uh, an Eastern talk on the heart suture. Hey. Hi. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's true that I always get what I want, but I, I definitely... Um, I definitely uh, make a request. It's like, it's like calling into a radio station. I like make a request to Pete, like, please. <laughs> I'm literally like, please, can we, can you talk about the heart sutra? You've totally like, aged yourself because I did. Uh, I only know. a certain demographic of our listeners. And yet we had to do that. I mean, do yeah. you remember you had to sit around and like with your finger on record to, for your favorite song to come on the radio to try and record it? I never did that actually, but I, that's, that's like real commitment. That's yeah. Well, I was just commitment. too cheap to go buy the, <laughs> to buy the tape. The cassette. Well, I, I would say I did have the, I did have that cassette that like with the two cassettes. Remember there was like, yes. shoes, you can make a mixtape. Well, there was a membership. I, oh yeah. You could do a mixtape. I told you a mixtape, like a literal mixtape. So you know. a literal mixtape. Yes. Anyway, we're going to talk about the heart. Yeah, suture. And, maybe, know, and we would make mixtapes for our loves for heart. That's, suture. That is right. That is exactly right. Although I don't know that the heart suture is actually anything about love to be honest, but oh. <laughs> I, I tell, see this is why this is why I did a request. I would like to learn more. Curiosity. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the Heart Sutra. And so just as a little foundation, in Zen or any kind of Buddhist Eastern traditions, there's there is chanting. Mm-hmm. And so the Heart Sutra in the Zen tradition is one of the sutras or uh chants that you know we we participate in. And uh they also serve as teaching. So like the Dalai Lama like has given several talks, but sometimes when they give a talk on a sutra, the talk might just be about like the first four lines. Can you also, can you define yeah, what a su- sutra is actually for listeners? Um, well, I guess it's like, <laughs> of course I have to look. I guess it's a prayer. It's, okay, so okay. My, my gut would say prayer, but if I look uh, into the uh, Oxford, they say that it is, uh, a a rule um, in Sanskrit literature, so it's a or it's or it could be like Hindu law or philosophy. It's scripture. Scripture. Okay. I think I just did that justice, didn't I? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's. I mean, that's sort of maybe like a word I would use as well, like a prayer. A uh, prayer. Yeah. yeah so it's a yeah. Buddhist or Jainist scripture. Um, it's a set a set of these on grammar or Hindu law or philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I don't okay. understand, but I guess. Like a lot of things within the Zen world and what we, why I think there's such a beautiful blend between Western behavioral science and Eastern traditions is that a lot of these, say a sutra, for example, or these prayers are to help untangle your brain, Mm. you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to frame it that way, because again, I, I think we, especially in third wave CBT, you know, we embrace that our brain's rigidity is what creates suffering. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So these, these sutras help you. And so I'll, I'm not going to read the whole sutra. I guess I sure. should put, I'll put a link in um, and I won't read the whole thing because otherwise you'll, you'll, you'll click off and stop listening. <laughs> um, but like, I'll give you like a, a couple tastes throughout. So they might say it'll start off with um, saying like, Oleg Vosera Bodhisattva doing deep Prajna Paramita clearly saw emptiness of all the five conditions. Right. Mm. So that's just like an acknowledgement of what's out there in terms of like bodhisattva is, is all of us. Um, Prajan Paramita is like the suffering that we have. Mm-hmm. And so the five conditions um, are form, sensations, perceptions, mental activity, and consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so what the teaching is saying there is that we saw emptiness of all these five conditions. 
Okay. So we're trying, you know, so like so you, you, you're, you're seeking, can I say the way that seeking space from you're those seeking space from that, Yeah. Right? You're okay. seeking mm-hmm. space from form sensations, perceptions, mental activity, or consciousness, you know, because mm-hmm. you're just trying to get to this idea of non-suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and, and we do this like bodhisattva doing deep prajna paramita clearly saw emptiness of all the five conditions. And there's actually like during it, there could be like a somebody who who's beating um, mm. I don't know the name of it, but like a drum type thing to keep yeah because keep, it's meant to keep to the be, rhythm. It's supposed to be rhythmic. Rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be kind of fast, rhythmic, which that helps that untangling. Yes. You know, it's you know, some of us are afraid of meditation because silence and stillness is really scary. And so this is another form of meditation. Right. Well, and it's also, of course, I'm thinking like, this is also why some people find uh, yoga to be uh, a more useful in because it's, there's, again, there's something that feels it's literally more tangible. It's about the body. And and this, and, and, you know, as I'm hearing you, when you were chanting just now um, that, that uh, I had a similar like reaction in that, like, oh, it feels similar. It's something like more tangible to, to uh, focus on. Yes. And so even with clients I work with where if they, if maybe this meditation is not right for them in this moment. And so we, we try other things, you know, you know, music is, is an easy way of trying to access some of these same meditative properties. So, Mm -hmm. and it'll go on And this. I I wanted to read this because I think this is um, part of where it like is, um, it really forces you to change the way your brain is processing the words. Yes. So the, it goes on to say form is exactly emptiness, emptiness, exactly form. Form is no other than emptiness, emptiness, no other than form. You know, yeah, so- yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's what we always say, like, the, it's like a brain herder, right? Yeah. It's like the dialectics, right? Yeah. Um, absolutely. What I'm wondering, and, and that specifically you're reading, that is part of the heart sutra. This is I, all the I, heart I, sutra. All, okay. And what, yeah. it, can I, and is there like, what's the intention of around, um, like the heart, like, cause I'm a, why the word heart? Why heart? Yeah. Why the word heart? Why heart sutra? I, I probably should know the answer to that. Um, I don't, I mean, that could just be interpretation. It does go, it, it goes into, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I will, I will have to get back to you on that because, and I think that that would be, you know, maybe like there's a diamond sutures, another big one. And so maybe we'll do like another episode on another mm-hmm. suture and I'll kind of have yeah. the answer. Um, but I think it's this, uh, it's a, per, it's, it's a, it's, um, the heart suture is belonging to the perfection of wisdom teachings and mm-hmm. they're part of the Sanskrit tradi- uh, tradition, so again, a lot of the main um, teachers within the Eastern traditions, this is one thing that they focus on. Um, I'm thinking that the, you know, from Pali or Sanskrit, that the interpretation is probably where it landed on heart. Mm. It does also, and as you go on, it says like, so in emptiness, there is no form, no sensation, conception, discrimination, awareness, no eye, no eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, mind. No color, sound, smell, taste, touch, phenomena, no realm of sight, no realm of consciousness, no ignorance and no enter ignorance, no old age and death and no end to old age and death, no suffering, no cause of suffering. Mm-hmm. So it, it describes the dialectics. So I don't, I feel like the heart is kind of in the middle of that. Like even as the mm-hmm. body, you know, that that's what is funny. Cause again, I, you know, for listeners, I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm learning specifically about the Heart Sutra in real time as, as he's talking about this. <laughs> Sounds um, like I am too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're, all, we're always learning. We're always you know, learning. Yeah, we always exactly. we don't know everything. Yeah. Um, though that's what you're just what you just said uh, just now. That is actually sort of like how I was experiencing it. Is that yeah. like the like? Okay, so you said that one of the functions of these sutras, again, or just maybe the Eastern practices in general, is to untangle the mind. Yes. And when we untangle the mind, what do we do? We move into um, experiencing and yes. using language, which again is, you know, except for it's like the map and not the territory, but yeah. the word heart does draw us into the more in the center of our body and more yeah. exper- experiential. So, you know, but there is no body, but there is no body. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, exactly. There's a though, but it, yeah. I think that language it does. I, I personally, I do connect with that. Like I can understand why it's named that, that there's, you know, as you were reading the, the parts of like, no, no, this, no, that like it's back to experience. It's back to experiencing. Um, yeah. And, and it'll say like, uh, and, and, you know, far beyond diluted thoughts, this is Nirvana, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it really is about like far beyond diluted thoughts, you know, we, and we talk about, mm-hmm. um, sense of self is delusional like the, the the east uses the word delusion a lot which i, I don't know it has a different it has a different meaning clinically right in western in western psychology right right so like yeah. as a western practitioner when i read that i'm like wow that's harsh to say about right. something right. that we all do um, right you know well well but i think that's where we can also just again come back to this notion that you know la- language is invented right we exactly. invent it and so we associate uh you know to get very rft about it we we have associations with yes. certain sounds and symbols so somebody in you know uh translated that um yeah. and and we actually don't even know like you and I don't speak you know we don't speak san- like that language we don't so see it's sanskrit like, we don't sanskrit, see poly, none poly, of this, none of this. No. so so we don't um we don't know like D- the word delusion or del- it's it's like right. that's the best approximation in english so yeah pete and i have like can have a re- reaction to hearing that but it doesn't necessarily it, it's not meaning the same thing that we mean when we're using like a diagnostic label for example of like delusional disorder it's not the same thing right well and so when the dalai lama has taught this he has said uh, and i'll just read a quick quote he said yeah. look look at me what you see is my body listen to me and what you hear is my voice but where is the dalai lama yeah. It's so in the heart suture, we read form is empty, you know? So what do, what do you think about that? Like, I feel like that's the heart, that's the hard part of these, of these Eastern teachings. Yeah. I mean, I love, <laughs> I, I love it. Cause it's like, I think, you know, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this here before, but there's a, a book I've been to recently that's called the Tao yes. of physics. I think I mentioned, yes. which is, was written in the seventies. And cause I also like quantum physics it, basically the Eastern traditions and, and modern physics truly are talking about literally the same thing. It's like what we as human beings with our, um, uh, with the brains that we have and our, uh, the five senses that mm-hmm. we use to experience um, uh, the world that, that we, we live in, that that's not really reality. <laughs> it's right. like, that's what that's it's getting delusional. at. It's, it's, and so, yeah, maybe it's that point saying, so delusion be, yes. means not real. It's not right. real. And the reason that's so hard to uh, conceptualize is because we're trying to conceptualize something that our brains don't literally don't have the tools to experience with it without, you know, some of the the practices in these Eastern traditions help us get it, get it that more. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm sure there are listeners right now going like, this is very, 
confusing. Yeah. And, and that's okay. I mean, I think yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I, um, like I started today by saying that Nikki always gets what she wants. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, she was, and just to tell us, I mean, you know, Nikki was asking like, Hey, what are you studying? I'm like, I'm studying a bunch of stuff right now. Uh, and so we always do the heart sutra at least once or twice a week. Um, and mm-hmm. I've probably been chanting this again, like at least maybe say once a week for, you know, 10 years or so. Right. Um, and I, you don't always hear it because also yeah. like, sometimes I'm just in it. Yep. You know, like sometimes I'm just in it. I'm just with the flow. Like that's meditative in and of itself. Uh, and so I, it, the point is also, I, and I think, you know, as we kind of come to the end of this, like thinking about being okay with not being okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's like a social thing happening right now. Like it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. That's happening in the athlete world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's okay to not understand. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be confused. You know, it's okay to read something. And I think that that's where I struggle the most with studying is that uh, it, trying to like comprehend intellectually what a teaching is, I believe the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. No, that I, I, I actually all, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I, I don't think that's just like a belief. I think that that's actually just straight up accurate, right? right. That that the, the point is, is that these brains of ours, right? the thinking that they're capable of doing while that is very useful in all kinds of ways, it is equally um, the cause of our suffering as, as human beings. Um, And being in that really uncomfortable place is, is hard for us. You know, we, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, there's a line I really like in, in the Tao Te Ching that says darkness within darkness, the gateway to all understanding. So it's like a, going into the darkness is the gateway to understand. It's like, yes, people are like, what? I don't get, that's so uncomfortable. It's like, yep. Yep. And yet that's the way. That's where you get your understanding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully you you take something from this. If not, I will put the link for the heart sutra in the bio and I'll just, I'll read the last two lines as we sign off and say, so set forth the Prajnaparamita mantra, set forth the mantra and say, gate, gate, paragate, parasam gate, bodhisva, Prajna Heart Sutra. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Pete Economo. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.